Hey there, good people. Welcome to Visiting Hours, a Northern Health podcast offering an opportunity to learn a little about the lives, work, and dreams of our Northern Health family. My name's Steve, and I'll be your concierge behind the curtain. Come on in and join us for Visiting Hours. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We pay respects to their elders past, present, and future, embracing their rich tradition of conveying information and ideas through stories and song by sharing our stories with you. Today we're visiting with a man who loves his cricket and his rugby, but he loves his family more. He's got a keen sense for innovation and a work ethic that screams dedication and commitment. He may rule the roost at work, but at home, his granddaughter has him wrapped around her little finger. Northern Health's Chief Executive, Siva Sivaraja. Welcome to Visiting Hours. Thank you, Steve, for having me here. And it's a pleasure. You're more than welcome. Now, Chief Executive, what does a day in the life of, of your life look like in, in Northern Health at the moment? So no two days are the same. There's always surprises and it's different. But usually when I come in, I check how the hospital's going. Is there anything I need to look into? What's the ED like? Uh, and how are the wards? Checking the barometer of how, how things are going in the, in, yes. the, in the place. And first. from checking it, if I don't get the full picture, then I go for a walk. Mm-hmm. to see what's happening. Yeah, I've often, often seen you through the through the corridors actually taking a walk sometimes too, fairly early in the morning. Yeah, before half past five means I've got plenty of time to do these things. Yeah. Now you started the chief executive role here at Northern as an interim position. Here we are eight years later. What's made you stay? What about Northern has, has made you um, stick around? So I was going to be an interim and that was my plan. Uh, I was here for four months while the board was looking for a a replacement chief executive. And after about three months, I told the board, you haven't commenced the recruitment process and my term comes to an end in a month. That's when they started looking and started putting pressure on me staying rather than going back to where I came from. So I took it. Uh, Initially, I was going to be here for three to five years. And then as time progressed, decided the job here is going to take a lot longer. Mm. And eight years later, I'm still here. Mm. Mm. And, and you're a firm believer in in sort of not job hopping as well. I know in our chats beforehand, you mentioned that it, you know what, what's the what's the reasoning behind that. Long time ago, a chief executive who's worked in public, international, and private uh, told me, unless you spend a good eight years, uh, you do not leave something behind. So therefore, if you're going to do something, then you need to be. But I'm also a person who doesn't move jobs frequently. When I'm there, I'm just there to get on with what I have to do Mm -hmm. and uh, leave the place in a better condition than I picked up. What do you see for the the future of Northern Health? What what are some of the things on the horizon that's really exciting for you? So Northern Health is in a uh, growing catchment. That brings a whole lot of opportunities. So currently the government has committed to build a brand new emergency department and also decant some of the services. And it's a big deal for Northern Health. Mm -hmm. Currently, the government's also building a community hospital at Craigieburn, which is meant to complete by next year. And we've been given go-ahead for the uh, Whittlesea Hospital as well. And then over the next eight to ten years, 
a new hospital in the north which will have an emergency department and everything else to support the growing population of the northern suburbs. So that's going to be buildings and mortars and space and beds and everything else. Mm. But for us, the most exciting part is we are doing quite a bit in a virtual environment using technology. So uh, Victorian Virtual ED is a good example. Mm -hmm. This month, so far, it's averaging uh, well over 550 patients a day. So the trajectory is positive and the feedback from our patients is very positive. At, you know, that's really pleasing. Now we are looking at the next steps about how we can establish the virtual hospital okay. to support yeah. care closer to home rather than patients coming in and sitting in our waiting rooms, commuting, waiting, getting seen and then going home. So that, that would extend beyond like emergency visits then, the virtual yes, hospital? How, yeah. does that, how does that actually work? So that will have, already we do about 40% of our specialist clinics virtually. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is providing our patients with devices. Therefore, we can monitor from distance uh, using technology. We can do virtual ward rounds, check on patients uh, virtually, uh, and also using artificial intelligence where when we receive information from devices, if it notices deterioration, oh, I see. it can escalate to an appropriate clinician yes. who yeah. can get on and deal with the issue. Wow, that's amazing. And that's that's obviously all in the works and the, the groundwork for that's being laid, I guess, at the moment as yep. well. So, so for us, patient safety is the most important thing. So we don't like to go big bang. We start small, test the concept, whether it's working, whether it's delivering positive outcome for patients before we gradually increase the numbers. Mm. A lot of the people that I've spoken to in the past uh, in visiting hours have mentioned that you are very much behind this innovation and sort of driving, you know, future technologies and, and very on board with, with sort of pursuing those sorts of things as well. Where does your love for, for innovation stem from? Like what's the importance of it? So I believe in the old saying where if you do more of the same, you're going to get more of the same. So we have to do things differently. Yeah. I love innovation. But our clinicians and our staff at Northern are very good at it. Often, they are the ones who come up with the ideas based on their passion. Mm, mm. And then if the idea is a good workable one, then we support it and give them everything they require to build something for the future, something we can do to improve patient care. Mm. And what about staff themselves? Have you got anything to say to them? Yes, yeah, so it's been a difficult year. Post-COVID, it's been a busy year. So... I genuinely appreciate our staff effort. Without them, we couldn't have achieved all the things we've done this year. I wholeheartedly thank each and every one of them for their effort. And if they're able to take a break, I encourage them to take a break uh, during December, January period. Relax and come back a bit more enthusiasm because that's what we need to keep going forward. So it's about how our staff look after themselves uh, so that they are well enough and happy enough to look after other people. We're visiting today with Siva Sivaraja, Chief Executive of Northern Health. Stay with us as we chat about family, his love of music and his cricketing heroes.
What did you want to be when you were growing up? Like, did you have any dreams of being a fireman or a, um, a yeah? So a my superhero? my father was an engineer. Okay, and he worked in you know major engineering projects. And when I was young, during school holidays, uh, he used to take me around. And he thought, you know, I will become similar to him. Mm. But somewhere along the years, you know, I decided to change and go down a different path. Although he wasn't happy about me changing oh, really? path, uh, towards the end he started appreciating where I was and what I was doing. Mm. And so that was more down at like a finance route, like a figures and like, like a business route. Business route, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't particularly happy. It wasn't like you were out busking or something, though. No? Oh, no, 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 no. He <laughs> wanted me to do what he was doing. <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> Which was a passion for him. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And of course, yeah, you want your children to to share that passion, I guess, as they're, as they're growing up too. You spent some of your late teens and early 20s studying in the UK uh, while your family was still living in Perth. What was what was that experience like, sort of being uh, Initially, I wasn't comfortable mm. because during late school years, spending time in uh, boarding mm-hmm. houses, you know, being washed over by teachers and others. Mm. Uh, and then when I decided to go down the tertiary path, again, I lived in a YMCA in London. Wow. Okay. So for a long time, I was independent, doing my own thing. Had to think for yourself and do, yeah. you know, yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. And that taught me a lot because that means I was not terribly dependent on my parents. I was by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, how, how old were you when you started studying there? 16. 16. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, massive. Yeah. So had you all been in England prior to coming to Perth? Or like, no, I was in England from 16 until I was 23. Right. So that was just to go across to study specifically? Yeah, study. That was my father's intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my mother's and mine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what university was it? Or college? L- London to? University. London University. Yeah. So did you um, develop sort of a love for rugby and cricket? in that environment or was it always part oh, of No, it was before that. But, you know, when I was in UK, I did start, you know, going for cricket matches at mm. the Oval yeah. and spending time or went to Twickenham to watch rugby. So that's how it became part of my life. And you played a little bit when you were younger? Yeah, when we were in school, I used to. Sure. Were you a bowler or a batsman? Uh, no, bowler. Bowler? Yeah. Spin? Spin. Yeah, of course. Leg? Yes. <laughs> Standard, isn't it? <laughs> it, is, it, is a, it is a wonderful art form, I must say. Who, who were some of your cricketing heroes when you were growing, like in that stage? Like who did you love to watch? Oh, like, you know, I loved the West Indian team under Clive Lloyd. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, it was just, yeah, just fantastic watching them play against any team. Yes. And either watched it if I can, otherwise used to record it and watch it. Those yes. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no streaming services back then. You had to uh, or, record or, it or miss it. No, yeah, you didn't or, see it like, yeah so. trusty old video recorder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Program. <laughs> what do you do outside of work to, you know, you've obviously got a lot of pressure and a lot of things, you know, sort of floating around inside your, your head all the time and trying to keep all the, all the balls in the air as, you, as you're juggling everything. Yeah. What do you do to unwind and what, what's, what's your happy place, uh, I suppose? Usually music. So that's generally after work, yep. you know, when I get home or in the car, plus when I get home. I do watch some movies on our home cinema, but lately that's been uh, sitting there, not turned on. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What do you listen to music-wise? We, we don't have streaming services okay. at home. Yep. 
Yeah. So it's old fashioned yeah. and music wise, I listen to the 70s and 80s and I haven't, haven't moved beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favourite band from that era? Like what are you actually, what are, we, what are you listening to? Or oh, just... I used to listen to Beatles, Bee Gees, uh, Rod Stewart's. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, perfect. Would you like to give us a chorus or two? No. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously family plays a big part outside of work as well. Um, yeah, it does play a big part. You know, we got a two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter. Uh, she spends, a, you know, yesterday she was with us mm-hmm. for about three hours. Okay. And then often on, on the weekends uh, she'll come for a day and sleep over yeah. while the parents are doing whatever they're doing on a weekend. Yeah, and she enjoys it, obviously. Oh, she loves it. She thinks that our house is hers. <laughs> um, and she's got absolute freedom to do what she feels like doing. So she's she's got you wrapped around her little finger? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and I keep telling my son and daughter-in-law yeah, as grandparent, it's my job to ruin her. It's their job to teach <laughs> her discipline. <laughs> That's a grandparent's role. That's exactly right. Yeah, all the things that you would never let your kids get away with, you let the grandkids get absolutely, away with. Absolutely, she yeah. gets away with anything. Now, you mentioned that your dad wasn't too happy about you not sort of following in his footsteps and, and you've got uh, two sons. What sort of path are they are they following at the moment? Uh, both are doctors. Uh, one is going down, has gone down the path of intensive care medicine. Oh, beautiful. So he's doing a fellowship at Royal Children's Hospital at the moment. Mm-hmm. And my youngest is doing his basic physician training. And they're both obviously enjoying their own journeys? Like that, that's... Uh, they love it. They yeah. love what they're doing. They genuinely enjoy. If you were stuck on a remote island, uh, what are three things you would absolutely have to take with you? So I'll go back to the old-fashioned saying, you need food, roof above your head, and clothing. And if I'm going to be stuck in a remote island, probably I don't need clothing because no one's looking no at one's me. No one's looking anyway. Yeah, I can <laughs> wash it or clean it up and put it wherever I want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, probably, you know, I'll want a good, sharp, uh, multi-purpose knife yep. so that I can do, you know, cut twigs or whatever, whatever. Yep. Probably something to eat. So if it's an island, I'll be looking for some sort of fishing gear or maybe a fairly large net. Do you fish at the moment? Like, have you, can you get in some practice? Before? N- not that I'm planning on marooning you anyway. Um, Often when I go on holidays, I do, but not in Melbourne. It's like surf fishing kind of stuff or like in rivers? and. Uh, usually, we, you know, I don't use the rivers, but it's the ocean. Yeah, just put the net around and pull it in. Oh, beautiful. And then probably if I'm going to have fish and whatever else, you know, I need to make fire and matchsticks won't work because they'll run out. Yes. Probably a magnifying glass to hold under the sun. Ah, (laughs) solar powered, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, and and that is not going to stop. It'll keep working. No, exactly right. You know, you can set a small fire to cook things or even to attract attention from passing aircrafts or anybody, ships. I love it. Very good. Now, speaking of cooking, uh, this is a bit of a curly question. Whose cooking do you prefer, your wife's or your mother's? I, I love to answer that question, Steve, but sadly, visiting hours are over. Oh, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate it. And I think the experiences that you gained as a young lad in the YMCA in London, so far from family, has given you a resolve and independence that's translated to some really strong leadership skills. Your understanding of the importance of innovation while balancing that with the simpler things in life puts you and, by extension, Northern Health in a really good place. 
And I'm sure, even though you didn't follow the career path your dad had desired for you, he'd be proud of you today. Thanks once again for coming in, and I hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. All the best if I don't see you uh, for the festive season. I hope you and your family enjoys. And you too. Thanks, Siva. You've been listening to Visiting Hours. Hope to see you again soon. <laughs>